Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Bod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. And welcome to episode 72. And may your fifth line... <laughs> uh, today, today, today we're going to talk about Plane Chase, because uh, we haven't talked about Plane Chase in probably six seasons, and... Uh, but rather than the mechanical stuff, I wanted to talk about the the flavor exciting stuff. The 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 creative half. Simply put, I, I think we should be talking about plane chase every season? Two or three episodes. Uh, oh uh, we we can I, do that. We have the as, power. As far as the excitement level and the usefulness and the and how excited I am about about playing chase mm -hmm. i really feel like it adds to your games and and i really like everything about it i enjoy the idea of having each of us having a separate deck i like the group deck in the middle i like all of it uh the art you know what it means and the laughs that it creates when you get people who are trying yeah. desperately to get off the plane <laughs> and that and the die just will not work for them i love those times where you get into that plane where nobody can really do anything and then everyone is trying like just using all of their mana to get off the plane yes um i love i love the oversized cards <clears throat> i love that it's you know you get more art you get you know or i guess yeah. bigger art uh you you get uh it's it's such a unique experience and uh it really has showcased the the history of magic i mean we're coming up on the 30th right. anniversary uh, and when it came out, it it was this nice split of uh, planes that we know and love, and planes yet to come. Right. Um, and and it's this cool like you get to be you get to be the planeswalker. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the idea behind the game anyway. But like now, it's there's there's more to be immersed in, which is exciting. And plane chase brings about the phrase "we're walking." I figured we'd uh, uh, give like a, a quick couple cool facts, I guess. Sure. Um, through my research uh, for this episode. Ooh, research. Uh, yeah, I, I did work. So there have been a handful of planes from Plane Chase that when Plane Chase came out, we had never seen. Yes. Uh, there were a lot of planes that we had been to through sets there were a lot of planes that we had been to through books but there were a handful that we had never seen that since the release of plane chase we have now been to uh the first uh was zendikar which we had seen glimpses of and then also it came out literally like a month or two after the first plane chase yeah it was it was a seed yeah so it was it was you know, hand in hand. Yeah. Zendikar was the place, um, which kind of probably sold Plane Chase fairly well. Mm -hmm. um, after that, there were two sets, or there were two planes that we had visited uh, that were based on planes from Plane Chase, right. but did not have the name because once they started to be fleshed out, uh, they became more. Right. So there were two planes. There was Arcos, which ended up becoming Theros. It was a Greek-inspired set. It was a Greek-inspired plane. Right. Um, and then there was Mong Sang, 
which ended up becoming Tarkir. Uh, and then uh, probably the most well-known uh, of this, I guess, <laughs> for lack of a better term, phenomenon, uh, was Kaldheim. Kaldheim, there was uh, very clearly envisioned in uh, Plane Chase, and then we got it two years ago, um, last year, something like that. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, that that card is exciting, and I mean, it, it's cool, I guess. And I, I just love the idea that they have hints of these worlds out there, and they can take that and expand it. I mean, it's you see a lot of this in a lot of like the comic book movies, and uh, like especially, I mean, you see it so much in Marvel and so much in Star Wars, right? Where you, they give little hints or like they have Here's a piece, we'll get right. there later. Yeah, they like yeah. go back and they're like, oh, this tiny detail, let's expand it into its own universe, right? So like, it was really cool to see that happen with Kaldheim, um, and so those were like the four that since Plane Chase has been released. Uh, we've seen these worlds so like I, I i wanted to bring this episode about because i'm like oh what can we see coming down the line from <sighs> wizards uh if they decide to go back to any of these planes and then also like we're constantly bombarded with brand new planes uh through new sets that would make really cool planes uh for plane chase uh i guess let's let's start with uh planes that we want to visit that have plane cards for planes chase but do not we don't have a setting in terms of a set okay i got a couple i see i see you got a stack there i chose a handful of well i've chosen a few we'll see we'll see what we get through (laughs) um primarily something that i really like is well i really like uh things to be a little more chaotic so wind riddle palaces now, the plane that this card is set on is Bellanon. Uh, and the card says, players play with the top card of their libraries revealed. It's not a may. Everybody must do it. And then it says, you may play the top card of any player's library. Now, you is the active player. So the active player then has the opportunity to play any of the cards that are face up. Um, and I like the level of, I like a little bit of the how this is chaotic. It prevents people from st- stacking the tops of their decks too much mm-hmm. because then your opponents can play the cards um it it says play it doesn't say cast so i can choose a land off an opponent's off the top of an opponent's library um it brings in way more strategy aspects because you start thinking about uh you know do i want to play that land or do i want to force them to just draw the land and not be able to get the not be able to see the next card or not get the next card unless they you know flip it and can then immediately play it um it also encourages you to play multicolors because you want to be able to ha- get it as many of your opponent's cards as possible um now that's all well and good about the plane but more importantly it's the uh um or that's all well and good about the card but the plane itself i mean just the idea of this it's sort of this, this mix and merge of parts of the game that normally don't see a mix. You don't normally get to cast spells off the top of an opponent's library. Um, you know, and I can see them doing this with, uh, for this plane, this could very well be something, uh, a, merging of, uh, a merging of self. 
so the maybe the the, the creatures on the plane uh, have less a, a less of a, less of a self identity and more of a group think or something along that line. Mm. Um, and the and like I said, the idea that uh, you know the libraries are at least somewhat merged or you know all that kind of thing. And on top of that, if you're playing a four player game. It does add three more cards to... Essentially, it adds three more cards to your hand. And the more cards you have access to, generally, the faster the game goes because more players are playing quicker um, because they're playing more more optimal cards. So um, I really like the idea of, of uh, visiting the plane of Belenon. I'd be very interested to see what the... Uh, um, what wizards could do with an entire plane of cards that do... Yeah, things similar to that. Um, and to kind of go off that too, Bellinon has another plane called, Ooh. or has another plane card, yeah, uh, called Edge of Malakal, uh, where it's got like this kind of slug with legs kind of thing yeah. on some mushrooms, uh, and some flying whales in the back. Uh, it it does that. Uh, it does kind of go into that idea that you were thinking of of like a hive mind type of thing where. Uh, but the mechanic says, uh, if a creature you control would untap during your untap step, put two plus one plus one counters on it instead. Whenever you roll chaos, untap each creature you control. Um, so it, it is kind of like everything untaps as, uh, at, as one, and uh, also it does slow down this, this idea of combat uh, unless you've got vigilance. Right. Um, which is fascinating yeah. uh, as like world building it just it you get all kinds of variation when it comes to the uh, um, I mean with with this particular plane it just seems like all of the areas are sort of it's sort of a mishmash yeah um, and you see uh, like I said you see emerging um, I mean with the one card I was looking at I was thinking more about you know libraries graveyards uh, you know maybe getting getting you know control of another creature for until the end of your turn kind of thing um and then edge of malakal really takes that over and pushes that into you know the phases of a turn mm. so you can start you know if you're starting to mix and match control and and you know who can do what on each phase uh, it just you know it spins it spins the game on its head a little bit yeah so um it's it's very interesting because uh, my first plane that I want to visit that we haven't been to is called Xerix. Oh, okay. Um, it it's only it's only been seen on this card. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen it referenced to in any other card. Uh, but the card is called Stairs to Infinity. Players have no maximum hand size. Whenever you roll the planar die, draw a card. Whenever you roll Chaos, reveal the top card of your planar deck. Uh, you may put it on the bottom of your planar deck. So essentially, that one is like planar scrying. Mm -hmm. um, and looking at like the Wikipedia pages and stuff, uh, right. it does seem like uh, Xerix is meant to be this this mathematical, like e MC Escher type, uh, kind of cool, weird phenomenon things going on. Um, very. Uh, illusion kind of things going on and if uh if you know me you know that i uh, have an affinity for math um and i don't know uh even just this kind of dark 
dusty staircase is 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 itching that scratch for me you've got a bunch of uh, well-defined lines and this cool spiral staircase going up uh, and I just uh, I don't know I think this plane would be a cool fleshed out idea uh, right. beyond this one staircase uh, unless that's the whole plane maybe it's a staircase plane uh, in which you know maybe we don't go there. <laughs> the um, uh, sort of playing on the stairs stairs to infinity um, another plane that I was interested in mm-hmm. is uh, Pyrulia. Uh, it represented on Horizon Bows. Uh, the the card says all permanents untapped during each player's untap step. And whenever you roll chaos, you can search your library for up to three basic lands, put them onto the battlefield, tap, then shuffle your library. The reason I compare it to Stars of Infinity is this is all about ramping your game. Mm. Um, in one case, you're getting a ton of card draw, and I can see uh, Xerix being a plane where doing virtually everything draws you a card and you can twist and turn that to the point where uh, you're drawing excess like because it's always you drawing the card you're not forcing others to draw the card so there's, mm. there's a, a level of self mill i can see a punishment you know where you get to draw x you know x number of cards where x is a large number um to you know create a dangerous situation for you as far as milling out your deck but um, and Horizon Bows is, again, it, it, for Horizon Bows, it's less about one person and it's more about everybody gaining a benefit. It's, uh, I see it as the group hug plane. Yeah. Um, and I love that idea. And just the, I mean, and the art on it, the art on the card is, is, is interesting because you get a quick glance and you see the skyline and the clouds and then you're uh there's like a green canopy with the leaves and you see uh you know an insect or whatever and then on the one leaf that's closest to you there's three small uh what look what at a glance look like insects and then you zoom in and you realize they're people mm. um so it's a one massive leaf very um, yeah and yeah it definitely very it's interesting sort of set on in the horizon of... so it's a question of how big is everything on this plane um yeah especially where like throughout these these leaves in the in the foreground you've got clouds so i mean it's like how high up are you right um and you've got this weird inverted horizon as well where like it doesn't curve down it curves back up yeah. in, in like a like a ring world type. yeah and i really like the idea of again i mean going more to the play end of it i like the idea of this is another style of plane where you could see um i could see a lot of large casting cost creatures and a lot of uh ways to get a lot of mana yeah uh, so this I, I picture this world as uh, uh encouraging a whole lot of the uh, battle cruiser style magic <laughs> and i, I certainly love that so. yeah i i do love that the ones that we've most of the ones that we've picked so far a lot of like, a lot of these do the the commander thing very well where it encourages you to do these big things whether or not it is the ideal <laughs> or the right thing it is it 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 encourages you to kind of just be be loose about it have fun do like do big things with the things that you have 
um, it's fantastic. One of the other ones I wanted to talk about, or do you want to jump in? Um, yeah, I've got one. Okay. Um, the plane's called Old Grotha. I'm not going to get too mm-hmm. deep into it. Um, it's uh, the setting for this plane car, uh, this plane chase car, the Dark Barony. Yeah. Um, Baron Sengir's uh, home plane. Oh, really? Yes. For some reason, I just assumed he was Dominarian. Uh, it, he kind of is. I I forget how it works. I believe Old Grotha is a plane where he was originally and or maybe it was dominary where he was originally i don't remember the history behind it but it's one or the other <laughs> fun fact as i'm looking this up on sure. the mtg wiki we have been here this is the setting for homelands so oh, for all of homelands yeah all right well there you go uh far from dominaria sometimes called the homelands by an inhabitants ogrotha was a setting for the homelands expansion cool that said it looks pretty cool and i want to go back uh yeah this this little village uh i guess this barony uh is it it feels very mm, like 18th century kind of like colonial times which i mean i don't want to have colonial set but uh, i i think the uh i don't know um the 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 thatched roofs the that that era would be pretty sweet uh that that era of fantasy uh, right always is kind of dirty i like it uh the yeah did not did not realize that old growth until i just <laughs> looked it up was uh so whoops well uh what's your next one <laughs> uh my next one is uh it's a weird, bizarre one because mm. uh, the plane is Vala. Yes. Now Vala or, or Immersturm is on Vala, mm-hmm. which doesn't really make a lot of sense because uh, Immersturm was revealed to be one of Kaldheim's realms. Yes. So this plane is not really Vala; it's Kaldheim. Yet there were Kaldheim cards in Plane Chase, so you can treat it as a retcon. I I, I assume. Yeah. So, so. I. I actually came across this one while doing research, uh, when I was actually doing research. And uh, I believe the idea is that Immersturm, uh, so back back way long ago, uh, there was some sort of separation between Kaldheim and Vala. Vala is also one of the, the like realms in, or maybe Immersturm is one of the realms in Kaldheim. Um, cause they, they're made up, it's made up of like eight or so realms, you know, one for giant, like the, it's the, it's the Norse thing, one for giants, one for something. I don't know. Um, and it kind of split the plane. Right. So it, some of Immersturm is on Kaldheim. Some of Immersturm is on Vala. Yes. So while there is a bit of overlap, they are still two distinct planes. Well, okay. So. Let me go through what Immersturm, as a plane chase card, mm-hmm. does. Uh, whenever a creature enters the battlefield, that creature's controller may have it deal damage equal to its power to target creature or player of his or her choice. Ooh. And the chaos, whenever you'll chaos, exile target creature, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. So what I picture as a, a plane, uh, as Vala the plane, is we see, we're going to see a lot of damage. 
Yeah. We've seen damage flying everywhere. Um, I wouldn't think it would be as open-ended as this plane chase card would allow, just because it would be very difficult to get any creatures to stay on the <laughs> battlefield. Um, but if you turn around and say, uh, you know, when a creature enters the battlefield, it does damage to another creature, mm-hmm. or it does damage to a red creature, a black creature, a multicolored creature, a monocolored creature. It does, uh, you know, uh, when you know when a red, whenever a red creature comes into the battle, enters the battlefield, uh, it destroys an artifact, uh, or it, uh, you know, it does X amount of damage to a player. Yeah, you know, just to narrow the target a little more. It, um, it yeah, because it's essentially at this point just Warstorm Surge just for free for mm-hmm. everyone. Right. So I can see a lot of cards being set up that will allow you to, you know, destroy to to set mm. it up. Um, and I see this as a way to just sort of uh, to provide some acceleration to the game. I could um, definitely see it being a set so. where, uh, kind of similar to Kaldheim, I think mm-hmm. Kaldheim there was a lot of non-combat damage, uh, but I could see this being more of that, right? Um, especially where like this card, it's this huge storm. It's right. it's this big and, right. And Immersturm just says whenever a creature. Uh, it, on the plane of Vala, it could very well be, you know, whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield, some mm. you get you do some sort of damage. Yeah. And the 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 only restrictive feel I think on this is that this is damage. <laughs> and whether it's destroying permanence, uh, destroying or you know, doing damage to a player, um, I like the idea of this card and I, I think the uh, the idea of a, a fiery plane would uh, uh, would be would be interesting. I'd like to. I'd, yeah. love, I'd love to see that one run. Um, but uh, I think that's what we have for for places that we want to go that uh, have playing cards, but not a set based around them yet. Uh, so we're gonna quickly take a break. We're gonna have a mutual epiphany. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> And uh, throw it to our sponsor. When we come back, we'll flip it around. We'll be right back. This episode of Temple of False Pod is brought to you by Truga Jungle on the plain of Ergamon. Because, hey, who doesn't want their land to tap for all five colors of mana? Uh, yeah, Ergamon. Let's run that group hug, baby. Hey, we're back. Uh, we're talking about plane chase today, and we've talked about a few planes that uh, we've seen in the plane chase anthology, but we haven't either been to as a set or haven't visited in a while. Uh, so I figured, you know, plane chase came out in uh, the latest plane chases came out in 2012. Uh, so it's been 10 years, uh, and we've been to a handful of places uh, since then that obviously haven't had playing cards yet, uh, and I figured, you know, let's let's brainstorm ideas, because eventually they've got it. They've got to return to this product, right? Everybody loves it. Yeah, oh no. I, Wizards produces products so frequently now that I find it hard to believe <laughs> that at some point, playing Chase isn't coming back. 
I think the only difficult part for playing Chase is uh, when Wizards comes out with these extra products now, mm-hmm. they want whole boxes of product. Yeah. So I could see Plain Chase. Uh, the only way I see Plain Chase coming out now is if it's literally part of some sort of draft environment. Yeah, or like unsanctioned, where it, it like yeah. comes as like I. I mean, obviously, uh, when right, so when it comes as a pre-product, but yeah, I don't think it's going to come out the same way it did before, where you know you've got a bundle of them and then between its first release and then the 2012 release they had five or six planes kind of scattered through mm-hmm. as like player rewards going to your LGS type of thing um, could you picture this as a uh, a secret layer super drop ooh that would be cool so you could put four or five of them into four different secret layers um, maybe I don't know if that just ridiculously cost prohibitive I mean the average person but yeah I mean it might be a little prohibitive like they might not get as many printed as they would want and I think that that might end up just making scarcity of the product which isn't good Um, I think that like I mean right now you can get the the plane chase anthology which is all 80 plain chase cards yep. and then four decks sealed for like $300 which is pretty good uh, because I know that there's like a handful of cards within the decks that uh, can be a little costly yeah. uh, if you're going to buy them in singles um, but to get all of them in one place is pretty nice so what I would think that wizards might do would be to maybe reprint that and then also have another box where it would be you know 20 or so new planes and maybe like two or four decks or whatever um but i like i think that the i think releasing it as a secret layer is a good idea but i think it is also a bad idea yeah uh i think that maybe like as a first run as a secret layer just to kind of test interest but yeah, I mean, I think that that would be like really cool to like I like I think that secret layer is a really good I like a really good place to test out ideas like that. Uh if they do, cool. If they don't, I will end up getting it. I mean, right. if it is just a product on the shelf. Um That's that's how good plane chase is. Yeah. Um but uh, you know, throughout the throughout the years since Plane Chase originally was released. Uh, we've been to, I think the number came out to about eight or nine plane, brand new planes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've revisited a few. Uh, you know, your Zendikars, your Zendikars, your, your Ravnicas, your Innistrads. Um, but I, I, I wanted to shoot these out there as some ideas for some planes, just because we know that generally these cards are based on similar mechanics of creatures, etc. Yeah. Uh, from the actual sets. Uh, so I was sitting there at my desk today thinking about these planes being like, what would a what would a plane look like right. from Fiora? 
was my first one that I thought of. Sure. Because Fiora, for those who don't know, is your setting for... Why can I never remember the name? Conspiracy. Thank you. Conspiracy and Conspiracy 2. You've got, you know, your your Marchesos, your Grenzos, your your Brago. Uh, And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think that it would be something along the lines of when you planeswalk to this place in Fiora, you become the monarch. Uh, If you're the monarch at your upkeep, something happens or something like that. Uh, when you roll chaos, become the monarch or something. Um, I feel like it would end up having something to do with the monarch mechanic because I can't think of, I guess dethrone is another mechanic. I think giving all of your creatures dethrone would be really cool, especially dethrone is an excellent multiplayer mechanic right? uh, where essentially you get a bonus for attacking the person with the most life. If you're the person with the most life, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the plane of Fiora, uh, I think the, um, the mechanics that you can expect to see are mechanics that are essentially, uh, mechanics that get stronger with, with more players in the mm-hmm. game. And I don't necessarily mean more opponents. It could just be all over the place. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of, I would love to see, uh, them go back to Fiora. I mean, realistically, they only ever go to Pollyano which is the capital city. Right. Um, but, I mean, we could certainly go into the countryside, and I think we would see uh, something a little more, a little different, a little more interesting, uh, you know, just something that switches, thing, switches things on its head a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got your, your, your country folk. Maybe, yep. uh, maybe, maybe, you get, uh, maybe you get punished for being the monarch. Because, you could know, be. they, they don't want to be under the tyrannical control of Queen Marchesa. Right. And you can go beyond, you know, you can go all over the place with that. So I like that idea. Yeah. Um, I think a, an intru- a card or a plane that we've been to that would make for an interesting card, uh, Ikoria. Mm. Um, I think that uh, the idea of a card that somehow gives creatures mutate <laughs> um, I could see uh, my my idea was um, the plane would say something along the lines of uh, if you have a creature that has an enter the battlefield trigger this trigger uh, change enter the battlefield to mutate so instead of it saying whenever this enters the battlefield uh, uh, to read whenever this creature mutates Mm. And the mutate cost can be either, I don't know, the cost of the creature. The, uh, it could be know, like the cost plus two or something. Or you, you yeah, know, figure figure something out that makes sense um, and just go from there. So then you would have, uh, you could have these weird mutated creatures. And then you hit, th- then you uh, leave the plane. And now you've got a mutated creature until, <laughs> until it's destroyed. Um and I, I just I got a kick out of that. I thought that would be an interesting, definitely an interesting plane chase card. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think too. Like it. Like so. unfortunately, I think mutate suffered from it being like Acoria was the first set I believe released in COVID times. So nobody, nobody, quote unquote. Uh, right. It was. It was. It took a while for people to start playing with mutate in person. Yeah. So mutate was unfortunately like. A very difficult thing for people to grasp um but i think that like 
it's it's an excellent mechanic that's a lot of fun if you build around it and i think that giving uh Mm -hmm. giving a whole like a whole table the ability to mutate even if they weren't planning on it is wild i really liked uh from a from a commander standpoint i really like streets of new capenna uh so just capenna as a plane uh fascinates me maybe not so much outside the city of new capenna but uh i mean like we don't we don't really know what's out there we assume it's been destroyed from phyrexians blah 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 Uh, but i think that like the mechanics that came from that set uh work really interestingly in commander or any multiplayer format um, and I think um, I think that each of the each of the the families in New Cabana uh, having their distinct identities and distinct mechanics uh, really lend itself well to if they ever return to the plane chase product to kind of picking that up. Uh, yeah, you could definitely have five different playing cards, yeah. one representing each of the families. Absolutely. And I think that, like, uh, for instance, I think giving, like, all of your creatures blitz. Like, I know that there are creatures that do this, but right. if you have a plane card that does that for the whole board, uh, giving giving all your creatures blitz is such an interesting idea. Um, or something to do with treasures. Or, I mean, you know. Uh, right. I think that uh, Capenna, as a plane, would not only benefit from us revisiting as a set, but also, like, I think having that nod from the the right. the, the product of Plane Jays would be nifty. It was interesting because I also was thinking about Capenna, mm-hmm. um, but I was thinking about Capenna and Kamigawa, mostly because of for the art. Mm. I wasn't. I hadn't really considered what I would put on the card, but the art for those two sets to me is just so distinct. Um, now I know that there are plenty of Kamigawa <laughs> planes. Yeah. But the idea of like new having, having the neon yeah that neon look on a plane cha- on the plane chase card would be great, and that whole uh, and for for Capenna having that whole. Uh, I don't know, 20s style, yeah, know, super the... streamlined look. Um, I, I love, I, I think that those would make stunning, stunning art. I really love the idea. Setting aside what the cards would do. Yeah, I really love the idea too of, of visiting like a neon, uh, a neon Kamigawa and then rolling the planar die and planeswalking to Sokenzin. Uh, but like an old Sokenzin. Um, so like plain Kamigawa, all creatures you get, uh, all creatures get plus one, plus one, and they have haste. Uh, like just planeswalking from new neon Kamigawa to old Kamigawa set Kamigawa. Right. Um, where uh, it is more like time traveling in that way than planeswalking. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm a sucker for time travel. And how interesting would it be to have the uh, phenomenon that lets you be in oh planes. yeah, so yeah. Could be on on Kamigawa in <laughs> in the historical version or in the uh, the current the modern day kind of. That'd look. be so cool. Um, I guess the other one, the other plane that I was thinking of, um, was Eldrain. 
Mm. Um, the difficulty I find with Eldraine is I can't picture like I can't picture a single a single card right that plane being represented on a card so um, it would definitely be tough to figure out too like in terms of like mechanically what would it do I mean um, I think you can uh, create a card that focuses more on like a Eldraine and something that focuses on like the woods to grandmother's house mm. and you know so uh, you get a wolf token or uh, or uh, what was it adamant I think was like one of the main mechanics from Eldraine yeah. so Eldraine was a uh, is, was in a in uh, in limited formats it was intended to be a monocolored set Right. Uh, so that's where adamant came in as a as a mechanic where it was like if you spent three mana of this color, you get a benefit. Generally, it was a plus one plus one counter. So I think that would lend itself well to a plane as well. Right. Uh, would just be like, oh, all of your cards have adamant. Right. The color they are. Um, but so, and I can definitely see choosing the 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 fairy tales mm-hmm. where you know. The location itself is an essential part of the fairy tale. That's sort of why I was thinking of oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. woods to grandmother's house, or um, of course now I'm blanking on every other option. Yeah, or like uh, the the brick house, you know, where the the three little pigs live. You know, right. you've got the straw house, the yeah. the wood house, and the brick house, uh, or you know, something along those lines. I love that idea. Uh, of having it be like a cheeky nod, you know, like we've yeah. got we've got all of these planes that are you know um, nods mm-hmm. to Magic's history. You've got Jund, uh, you know, the area of Jund on Alara where it does Jund things. Surprise! Uh, and I think that like just kind of naming these things is enough of like a like a hit for you where it's just like oh like i recognize this uh and so like i think that that goes doubly for eldraine where it's like oh like i'm understanding the reference in terms of the magic universe but also in terms of yeah the 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 meta context Mm -hmm. that eldraine was based in um yeah one more can i do one more yeah yeah i got one more one more uh strixhaven uh, Strixhaven was a very divisive set, mm-hmm. um, but I think that I think it would be really cool to explore the idea that uh, maybe for a round or two, everybody's spells have demonstrate. It's one of my okay. favorite mechanics. Demonstrate is essentially uh, you get to copy your spell for free, but first somebody else has got to do it. So it's like. Okay, uh, you know, so say yeah. say, uh, I think one of them is essentially like take creature out of your graveyard, put it onto the battlefield. Right. Uh, demonstrate lets you do that twice if you have one of your opponents do it first. Right. Uh, which would be crazy. Like it would just crazy be. It would just be yeah. As a playing card. card, it would just be so chaotic and so like like ramp you into right. the most amazing things. Yeah. Uh, if, if only if it said, you know, 
all of your spells have a demonstrate. You know, you you end up playing, I don't know, three visits. You get two lands. One of your uh, one of your opponents gets a land. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, obviously, this this uh, I, I think it would have to be restricted to instants and sorceries. Um, but I think for the most part, like nothing would get too too out of hand. I think it would just make for a lot of cool stories. Right. Um. um one one quick thing. Mm-hmm. Strixhaven mm-hmm. is the only set that's not. Uh, where the name of the set is not the plane. Oh yeah, what is uh, the plane? The name of the plane is Arcavios. That's right. Um, and so Strixhaven is on Arcavios, and I love the idea that I mean, like I mean, what you just described mm-hmm. would be great, but it also means that uh, you've got Arcavios, and then you can have you can have settings based on the sco- based on each of the schools. Yeah, um, or you can just do it the school generally because mm. we see that. Already with uh, uh, oh, the Talarian oh, yeah, Academy like, card, yeah. and I don't remember it. it I think it's uh, Talaria West or something. The Academy at Talaria West. Yeah. Um, so you can have, you know, so you could do something similar to that with Strixhaven, and I love the idea. And you know that you don't create an entire plane and show us one little tiny part of Strixhaven <laughs> with not, without the intention of coming back at some point because mm. you can come back to this same plane, have some of these same characters, but go somewhere else on the plane, yeah. a different part of the world, and still revisit the characters. So you can still have, uh, was it Will and Rowan Kenrith? Yeah. You can, uh, we know that Liliana's there. You, you, you can carry, you can bring these characters. Yeah, you've got some of the teachers. Set. You've got some of the professors. You've got some of the, uh, the students and... Uh, I mean, maybe you can do better right. with some of the representation, but uh, you know, uh, I think it would be. I think honestly, I would love to go back to Arcavios uh, in any capacity because I loved the. I like. I feel like the mechanics just felt right. Yeah, like a lot of them were fairly powerful a lot of them were not so powerful and Mm -hmm. i think it was a good balance of being this bright interesting like new thing that magic was doing i think that that would be an excellent set to Mm -hmm. see even like maybe not even full sets but like you know planes cards where you do see these other schools but just a glimpse of them uh would be pretty nifty one one last one Uh uh-huh and this will be quick Yes. I promise. Uh, I would love to see a plane chase card. Just one. Mm-hmm. From Bablovia. Yeah! I would love to see a silver-bordered plane chase card. That would be nuts. And it would have to be a a physical a dexterity card. Mm. So I want it, when it gets flipped face up, that, you know... You 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 fling it in the air to do something. Maybe the card has an art piece of art on it that has an arrow pointing at one of the players. So you you flip it and spin it so that it's spinning in the air, and then where whoever it points at when it lands, something happens. Hmm. And I can see like even with the uh, the chaos roll, have it set up so you have to roll the dice at least a foot, mm-hmm. and if it lands on the plane chase card something happens or uh <laughs> i don't know why i just thought of this uh 
at the beginning of each of your upkeeps, you have to put a D20, like a, like a spin down on yeah. top of the card. And then uh, the next person has to put one on top of that. And then once it falls... Is when you plane choose. Is when you planes walk away. Yeah. Or you planes uh, walk, yeah. And, you know, for each die, yeah. you get something or something like that. <clears throat> I want to see something chaotic. Yeah. Uh, and I'd love to be able to have that to, to throw into the deck just for... Heck yeah. Just for fun. Um, but yeah, there's a few ideas. Yeah. It, we'll, come back, you, we'll come back again in two years and talk about the new sets that have come out and what, what kind of, uh, what and kind of planes see, they, should, they see, should be part of. Yeah, see if plane chases uh, come out again. I mean, yes. Uh, I, maybe, maybe 2023. Who knows? Uh, but I think we're <clears throat> definitely going over. So uh, <laughs> let's uh, planes walk out of here. Wait, we're walking. We're Christopher Walken. You're Christopher Walken. I'm uh, Christopher Walken. Uh, <laughs> get me out of here. We're walking. We're walking. Thank you so much for listening. We're Temple of the False Bud, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Christopher Walken. <laughs> or Bruce. Thank you again for listening. Uh, have a great night, and may your fifth land be... The Temple. Bye! Wait, wait, before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at manaburned and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out, it gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye! Bye.